Welcome to Mary's Cup of Tea, the self-love podcast for women. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski, an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that will inspire you to love yourself. Hello, self-lover. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to make sure you know about my two books on self-love. If you're struggling with body image or self-acceptance, then I highly recommend you check out my first book, The Gift of Self-Love. It's a comprehensive workbook to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to love who you are. Thousands of people have this book and the five-star reviews are so amazing. They give me so much life. So I hope that this is something that can help you too. You can get it wherever books are sold by searching for The Gift of Self-Love or go to my website, maryscupoftea.com slash book. After releasing The Gift of Self-Love and reading all your positive feedback, I realized that we really needed something to keep us going every single day. So not a deep dive workbook, but maybe like a micro dose of self-love in your daily life, which is why I wrote 100 Days of Self-Love. It's a guided journal with, you guessed it, 100 prompts that cover so many areas of life, including body, identity, purpose, emotions, mindset, relationships, and more. So you can really think of it as a metaphor multivitamin, something to keep you going, or as I like to say, growing on your self-love journey. You can get this journal wherever books are sold as well by searching for 100 Days of Self-Love or go to maryscupoftea.com slash journal. It's my mission to share all the self-love tea with you, so I hope that both my books and this podcast can do just that. Hello, hello. I just got back from a trip to Portugal with my mom and her best friend, and I'm feeling tired yet so inspired. And I wanted to hit record today and talk to you about the importance of changing either your environment or your mindset. Because as we all know, traveling is like the most eye-opening, soul-rejuvenating experience that we can possibly give ourselves. I will live and die by that statement, even if you had a not-so-great experience traveling, you still come out of it a different person because you're experiencing new things. You become someone else to immerse yourself in a certain culture. Your eyes are like childlike because you're seeing and absorbing everything as if for the first time because everything feels so new and fresh and exciting and hopefully you're also a little bit more relaxed because you're not as worried about work or stuff at home or whatever it is. So traveling can be very healing and I recognize that We can't always book a plane ticket, even though I do always like to have a plane ticket booked. We can't always afford to do that, nor do I feel like it's healthy to always try to escape your daily life. I think there can be a balance. And what I noticed about this trip for me, not only was it so fun and beautiful to go with my mom and her bestie and drink wine and share new experiences together. We actually traveled to Bali and Singapore four years ago, so we felt like we were recalling old memories and bonding over those and then making new ones, and it was just so, so, so lovely. You can see more of my trip to Portugal on my Instagram and TikTok and whatever, but before I left, I had lunch with my cousin, and we were talking about mental health, having this deep discussion, as one does over lunch on a Tuesday. And I said something that 
I haven't said in a while, I used to say this little mantra to myself a lot, but I kind of forgot how impactful and healing it was for me because I've grown into a different person, haven't thought about it in a while, and I just offhandedly said this to her. I said, you can't heal in the same environment that made you sick. And when I say environment, I don't just mean your physical space, nor do I mean, you know, book a plane ticket and get away and then you'll magically be healed. I mean that it takes a certain combination of changing your internal state while also shaking up your external state. So you can't just be doing personal growth work, journaling, coaching, therapy, sitting in the same spot forever and just trying to think your way through things, just trying to intellectualize your traumas or challenges and and trying to see them in a different way. Sometimes you actually have to like physically withdraw your physical body and place it in a totally different setting in order to see something new, different, unseen before, just something that you haven't noticed in yourself, in the world around you, and kind of embodying the sense of wonder. And This is why travel is so inevitably healing because you don't really have to try too hard to have this sense of wonder. But if you are not traveling, for example, and just going about your daily life, it's often really hard to lose that childlike sense of wonder, that openness to new ideas, new possibilities, new opportunities, different ways of of thinking and being and existing in general. So your environment can include your physical setting, things like the air that you're breathing, the amount of sunlight you're getting, the food you're eating, and most importantly, the way in which you're eating it. You know, if you've traveled anywhere in the world, especially Europe, people take their time eating food. Nobody's going to ever, ever bring you a bill without you having to ask for it. You're very much like sitting and, and enjoying your time, not just with the food you're eating, but the company that you're with. That's a small lifestyle change that I want to adopt is the way that I'm approaching food, you know, not eating my lunch super rushed at my desk, but instead sitting down or cooking something for myself, little things like that. I also loved how active I was, and that's a big aspect of your environment because here in Arizona, for example, in the summer, I barely move my body because it is so hot. I do not leave my house. I do not see the sun. And that definitely takes a toll on my my mental health. And I'm sure that where you live, if it's outside of the desert, like Arizona, it might be a similar thing for you, say, in the winter. Your environment also includes what you're visually absorbing around you. One thing I noticed in Europe, for example, is that there were a lot of kids and a lot of parents with kids and a lot of, I wouldn't even say kid-friendly things to do, but the society made everything kid-friendly. Kids weren't taboo or inconvenient. If a child was crying, it wasn't a big deal to anybody at all. And in fact, I saw a bunch of like other parents with other kids like looking after each other and holding each other's babies. And I swear these were like strangers. So it was really inspiring to see that like sense of community united around kids and visually absorbing that. For example, I have a lot of anxiety about having kids of my own and just my life dramatically changing and feeling really isolated because I've seen so many 
of my mom friends go through that. And it's been so difficult to hurt for them, watch them go through that and absorb this kind of like secondhand fear of what is parenthood going to be like? But being in Europe and having that anxiety in a sense melt away because I just saw a different example, a different standard. That was something that like I came home and I'm like, all right, babe, I'm ready for the babies. (laughs) So all of this to paint a picture of your environment can really shape who you are. And I'm sure you know this, like when I was recovering from my eating disorder, the first thing that I had to do was quit that gym that I was going to because it finally hit me that everyone there, most everyone there is in one way, shape, or form, a little bit disordered. And that might not be healthy for me to see, to smell, to be around, to feel like I need to live up to that too. And even just like the little side conversations I would hear about like, how many carbs did you have today? And oh, this is your second workout today. Like that was not healthy. And that doesn't mean that the gym itself isn't healthy. It just means that it attracts a certain type of people, a certain type of environment that when I felt mentally unstable to pick and choose the messages I wanted to absorb, that exact same place was not conducive to my healing journey. So I had to leave. And at first I thought it was just that gym. I went to a different gym, picked up on the same vibes. So I told myself, you know what, Mary, you can take a break. Like, if you want to be active, you can take walks outside and be in nature. And I can't tell you how much that tiny, simple shift literally helped me heal my relationship with exercise and movement to a point where, like, now I could go back to the gym. I still don't enjoy it that much, but I'm not, like, activated and triggered and feeling bad about how I look just by looking at the people around me. I feel so much more calm and stable and comfortable in my skin. And I'm there just to like work out, move my body, sweat a little bit, and then move on with my life. It doesn't feel like it's consuming me the way that it used to. About three years ago, I started putting together a playlist with uplifting, inspiring, and empowering songs. I originally did this for myself because I love music of all different genres, and every time I would notice a song that just made me feel good, I would add it to my self-love playlist. And now there are over 300 songs on my Spotify self-love playlist, and these tracks are perfect for when you're getting ready, trying to hype yourself up, or going through a struggle and need a reminder for how badass you are. If you love music as much as I do, then go to maryscupoftea.com slash playlist to get the Spotify link. It will ask you for your email so that I can send you this self-love playlist. And full transparency, this will also put you on my email list where I send out a monthly newsletter about stuff I'm thinking about, personal things, things I don't really share on social media, and all the happenings in the Mary's Cup of Tea world. So go to maryscupoftea.com playlist and let's start jamming to my self-love playlist together. So your environment especially is the people that are around you. And this isn't just the people you hang out with. These are also the people you see daily, even if you don't hang out with them. Like I talked about my experience and just seeing kids in Europe and seeing moms and dads and parents in Europe 
just gave me a totally different vibe for what my future holds. And honestly, like a lot of hope and excitement and alleviated some of that anxiety and pressure that I was feeling. So it's like what I'm visually absorbing in my environment and the people that you're talking to. So again, even if you're not seeing your friends or family every day, there are people that you might be exchanging texts with or seeing on social media, right? The people that you're following, the people that are living rent-free in your head or somebody else's voice, somebody else's pressure, opinion, expectation that keeps ringing in your head. All of this plays into your environment. And I think it's very not only healthy, but necessary to recognize that there are other people out there. There are other environments, other worlds where not everyone cares about the same things that you do and people that do not fall into the same cultural norms and assumptions. And so many of these things that we think we have to do or we have to live up to, have to look like, it's all literally made up. And if you can just shake up your environment, if only slightly, for even just an hour a week, driving to a different side of town, popping into a new coffee shop, taking a class that you never thought to take before. I mean, on our last night in Lisbon, right before we were about to fly out, I accidentally found this cultural center in the center of Lisbon. It used to be this like ammunition factory, and then it got bought out by a family. And now it's like this like illegally operated library slash cafe slash restaurant slash exhibition event venue hostel laundromat like it literally had a little bit of everything and I heard music coming up from upstairs and we just came there for dinner so I hear music upstairs and I'm like oh it's probably a concert like would love to see that I go upstairs and it's a Norwegian folk dancing class that me my mom and her friend just like randomly popped into and this woman saw us at the door like awkwardly standing she literally took me by my hand and my waist and started dancing with me. And I picked it up so quickly and it was so fun. And then watching other people like grown-ass adults with lives and responsibilities of their own, taking time out of their Wednesday night to do this Norwegian folk dancing class where it's just like a group dance club. I wouldn't even call it a class. It was just people were there to folk dance. And it was so beautiful and inspiring. And I'm like, you know, there's this swing dancing club that I saw on Facebook happening in Phoenix. And I've always been too scared to go because I'm like, I've never done an ounce of swing dancing in my life. But coming back from Vacation Mary and trying to bring back some of Vacation Mary and being like, okay, I felt so good. Like, obviously I was on vacation, but are there elements of that part of me, that ambiance that I had, can I create that for myself here? And that's going to be my journey moving forward because I think that when you're feeling stuck, and like I've talked to you before (laughs) extensively on this podcast, I've been stuck, lost, not really sure where I'm headed or what my purpose is. I'm obsessed with this podcast and how that's been evolving lately. But in terms of like paying the bills, like how am I going to continue moving forward? It's been something really heavy on my heart and mind. So I have been telling myself that like, Mary, at this point, you have two options. You can either put yourself in a new environment to gain a new perspective and adopt a new mindset, which I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to travel to Portugal and, and experience that with my mom. 
or you can adopt a new mindset that'll change your environment or change the way that you see that same environment. And of course, for me, the answer is always both. (laughs) The answer almost always includes a combination of both. You know that GIF? I don't know if you've ever seen it, but if you type in both, like B-O-T-H, in Giphy, it's going to pop up this little scene from the Emperor's New Groove, like literally the cartoon. And it's the two characters being like, both. Yeah, both is good. Both is good. And that always just is at the forefront of my mind because whenever you think that you're torn or you you don't know where to go or you're falling into this black and white thinking, generally the answer you're looking for involves aspects of both sides of the equation. So You can either put yourself in a new environment to gain a new mindset, or you can adopt that new mindset first, and that could give you the opportunity to change your environment or at least change the way that you see it. And again, both. Both is good. So I'm going to leave you with the two questions that I've been asking myself. Number one, what environment helps you feel like your best self? What environment helps you feel like your best self? And number two, how can you bring in elements of that environment into your current circumstance? So if you're like, I feel like my best self when I'm laying on the beach with a book, great, you and me both, girl. I'm willing to bring in elements of that environment into my current circumstance by taking a midday reading break. Instead of scrolling through social media, or maybe when you're on the toilet, you don't bring your phone, you have a book next to you. And that way you get those same vibes where you're like, I'm diving into a new world in the form of a book instead of a screen. And it feels a little like laying on the beach with a book, except not. But you know what I mean. Or I notice that when I'm traveling, that's when I feel my best self, honestly. I'm more adventurous and friendly and open-minded and active. I'm more easygoing. I don't worry as much about money. And at the same time, I'm kind of like thrifty with my budget because travel can get expensive. And so I'm like, how can I bring in elements of that? Like, I can totally be more adventurous in my hometown. And I'm always open-minded, but not in a sense where I'm like friendly, talking to everyone, wanting to know about their lives. Because going back to the first part of this episode, like we lose that childlike sense of wonder when we are going through the motions, when things are getting mundane, we're just living our daily lives. So we have to like very intentionally ignite that sense of curiosity and wonder. With money, I noticed that some of my best experiences traveling were also the least expensive ones. Like, did I enjoy that private tour we took around the city? Yes, but what I enjoyed even more was popping into this cultural center and accidentally finding myself in a Norwegian folk dancing club, and that was 100% free. And there are free events like that. There are places to hang out and be, even, for example, the library and literally any town that you might find yourself in. So attending these events or classes that you usually wouldn't or talking to people you never thought to say hello to, cooking a different cuisine, setting up your mealtimes in a more wholesome way. These are just my personal examples, and I would love to know what yours are. How can you bring in elements of your, quote, best self environment into your current circumstance because you can't heal in the same environment that made you sick. So new environment, 
new mindset, a little more healing. I hope you hear in my voice how excited I am to be back and talking to you. I'm really committed to this podcast and actually quite proud of how far we've come. The guests that have been on the show earlier this year, I really hope you can revisit some of those episodes, including the interview with Priya Parker from the previous episode, Eve Rodsky on relationship imbalances, Christy Harrison on anti-diet culture and all the junk that we've absorbed from the health industry. We've just had so many like really solid, awesome guests on the show, and I hope to keep it coming. So if you're enjoying the show, as always, reviews help so much. And when you share this podcast with your friends, anybody who might need this message, not only does it mean so much to me, but it helps spread the gift of self-love. Okay, TTYL. One last thing before we farewell, my self-lovers. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. You can do this by searching for the show, Mary's Cup of Tea. Scroll all the way down on Apple Podcasts and you'll see stars where you can click one of the stars and leave a few kind words. It just means so much to me because I'm so behind the scenes when I'm podcasting, so I don't really get to see the impact of the show unless you leave a review. And on Spotify, there's just a button that says rate the show and it'll let you put however many stars you want. Your feedback helps the podcast grow. And as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words mean the world to me. Thank you so much for supporting the show and helping me spread the gift of self-love. I love you all so much and I will talk to you in next week's episode.